As mentioned at the start of Mass, this is the last Sunday in Orient time for a little while. We start and transition to that great and powerful season of Lent. For myself, as I look forward to the season, it kind of gets me into a little poetical mood, so just a little glimpse of a poem I've been kind of working on. To be or not to be? That is the question. Do I have to repeat the whole soliloquy of Hamlet? Whether well, it is noble in the mind's eyes to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against them, against the sea of troubles, and by opposing them, end them. Obviously, this is Shakespeare, not my own poem. It's bad to start off Lent lying to the whole congregation. But in this amazing poem, in this amazing soliloquy, in this amazing play by Hamlet, we get a very great insight into humanity that amidst the state of Denmark, we have a family and country falling apart, that even being itself to simply exist is very difficult to do. That's, in a sense, exactly what's being presented to us in this upcoming Lenten season in the gospel today. Who do we want to be or not to be at the end of these 40 days? Or even more basic question for some of us is, do we want to be anything? Do we even want to be living at the end of our journey? These are very difficult questions, and this is what the season of Lent and our really every day of our faith journey is all about. The good news is to these questions, all these questions, to the question of being, that there is an answer. And the answer isn't just a mere word or a poem or a motivational slogan, but it's the living word, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is the answer to all of our questions, the answer to life itself, the answer to being, and being not just simply existing, but living well. That's hopefully what we're going to experience in these 40 days to come. That's why St. John Paul II can talk about Jesus Christ and his teaching role that he's not only just simply imparting teaching from God. Anyone can do that in a sense. We have the prophets. We have all the wisdom of the Old and New Testament to kind of deal with that. But Jesus Christ is the model teacher. He is who we pattern our lives, our pattern of being after. And Jesus doesn't simply leave us a collection of teachings to learn. Above all, he leaves us himself, and he shows us the path to take in giving himself, literally himself, in this Mass and every day of our lives as that great example to follow. That is Christ. That is being itself. So in reality, yes, oftentimes we do deal, as Hamlet would say, with the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, but we don't have to simply just quote poetry back to it. We have an actual person Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, to speak to us, to come into our hearts in many surprising ways as well. Yes, existing at times for many of us, simply being can be almost un, unendurable at times. And I, that happens. Like life can, in a sense, throw so many seas of trouble around us that we seemingly are just a small little blip in this ocean of great difficulty, great travail. But the good news is, just as Noah and his ark, we're not alone. That constantly seeking out others, seeking out God, sending out, in a sense, those birds of prayer to be answered, we do get a response back. And that even in that island and in the storm, if we have the courage to look around, to see closely around us, to see within as well, and we can embrace the good teacher, the good father. We can embrace Jesus Christ and choose to at least be, to be and notice what's going on in our lives what's going on in our lives that are faced, the lives of our friends and family, to see a little bit more clearly with our own heart. In a sense, we also become a little bit like a tree in a garden. That's one of the great themes of this weekend as well. We hear about a tree that's trying to bear good fruit, not just for ourselves, but hopefully for those around us. 
A good tree, in a sense, is always stretching out its roots to its closest source of water, of nutrients. And that's hopefully why we've gathered here today, whether we realize it or not, that we're trying to stretch out and reach the good fruit, the good soil that we can truly grow and be planted in. But to do that, we have to be willing to listen, to see, to perceive more clearly how God and Jesus Christ is speaking to us, how he's speaking to us in the scriptures, in the homily, in our singing and praise, as we continue to pray on our own, even the good works that we're attempting to do, sometimes on our own, sometimes connected to him. God has an amazing way to break through even the kind of the hardest of hearts, even the most blind person can be able to see again if we open ourselves up to that reality. But we have to, as one scripture scholar notes about this great passage about the good tree, is we have to be crafted unto Jesus Christ. We have to become part of Jesus Christ. He is the new good tree planted in the garden, not of Eden, but the garden of the resurrection. He's been planted there by by God the Father, and we've been grafted onto him through our baptism, through our confirmation, through the Holy Eucharist, and we get to participate in his life, in his very being. But we have to, in a sense, be open to that. We have to listen and open up our mind and our hearts, our ears and our vision to be part of this amazing process. Is it easy? No. It's a great challenge. It's something we've been striving as human beings for such a long time. Even in the light of the resurrection and the light of the cross, this is something we're always trying to strive and grow into. And this is the beauty of this Lenten season that the church puts before us. We had 40 days, in a sense, to kind of, I like to think of, to become a tree. Seems kind of odd, but we get to decide, in a sense, what garden we want to be planted in. What kind of tree do we want to be? Where do you want to grow? All the things we do in Lent, the kind of nutrients we take in or don't take in. Do we need more pruning this kind of Lenten season? This is all part of what the church has given to us by Jesus Christ to do in order to be truly alive, to truly start to exist in a meaningful way. It's amazing that even if we grow just one inch in Lent, just one little day, we have one good spiritual day in Lent, it's amazing what can happen from that because we're always being crafted, grafted onto that great tree of life, the cross, Jesus Christ himself. If that's our base, if that's the soil that we're growing in, even one day of growth can do amazing things, not just in our lives, but the lives of so many other people. That's the great realization of the great love that Christ has for us. If we're here and we're close to Christ as much as possible, anything literally can happen. When I started off my spiritual journey here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel many, many years ago, just doing religious education, this isn't necessarily what I expected to be. But the more I came closer to Christ in his church and been, just simply be here, whether it's doing chirp, welcome, whether it's simply participating in religious ed, RCIA, adoration, it's amazing that growth can happen, especially in this time set aside with Lent and Jesus. This is the great thing that can happen, not just for myself, but for all of us. And that's the stories of so many people, all of you, I would argue, that have come here this morning. Because this is the drawing power of Jesus Christ. This is the power of such a great teacher who isn't just interested in just giving us a test, but insists on being part of everything that we do. That's Christ's promise to us today. So, my brothers and sisters, we have a great opportunity to be or not to be, or to tree or not to tree. That doesn't sound good. But anyway, we could truly be crafted onto the tree of life, the great cross. We can truly come to Jesus in the Holy Eucharist and be transformed. And the good news is whatever we decide to do this Lenten season, we can truly be inspired and guided by the great teacher, Jesus Christ. St. Paul, in the second reading, that letter to the Corinthians talks about, he encourages us today to be firm, to be steadfast, to always fully devote our work of the Lord. And the good news is, as he says, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. 
So if we do this work this coming season with Christ, even if it's not much growth, if you don't think it is, with Christ, that work truly is transformative. It's echoing throughout the whole course of the universe. That's the power of our God. So let's truly unite our work, whether it's our work, our physical work, mental work, spiritual work, study, prayer, leisure, whatever it is, that work connected to Christ can transform the world itself. So let's continue to connect our labor to Jesus Christ. Let's grow great fruit in this Lenten season. And truly, with our minds, hearts, and souls, connect ourselves to the tree of life. So as we leave this Mass, we can truly glorify the Lord by our own lives of faith. Amen.